Hey, what's up, everybody? Howdy, everybody. This is the first two-man intro. Yeah, we're getting in on this together. Yeah, so uh, this is uh, episode 30. Yes, of the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. You are listening to the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast, if you were wondering. That is what you are listening to. We are the Freshly Baked Crackers, and we are here. So we talk about Hateful Eight in this episode. We talk about Star Wars, Daredevil. Uh, Ian gets introduced to Nas's Illmatic. Yeah. All that and, good shit. Uh, it's a good episode, but this episode is brought to you by Wolf Tracks Teachers and Designs. As always, Steve Likens is the artist and the owner and the operator, and this dude is the shit. If you need t-shirts, if you need posters, if you need banners, hats, who gives a shit? Bru- your- not Bruce Banners. Not Bruce Banners. Well, I mean, maybe Bruce Banners. He does really like the Hulk. Uh, but either way, if you want pictures or words on shit to if sell... If you are from any sort of law enforcement agency, Wolf Tracks Teachers and Designs is not drawing pictures. <laughs> Pictures of Bruce Banner or any other sort of copyrighted <laughs> material. So please do not hit them up and act and say, "Hey, we hear that you've got Bruce Banner shirts." Yeah, not a good idea. Don't ask for the Bruce Banner shirts. <laughs> the Bruce Banner special is no longer in effect. But if you want anything but Bruce Banner, please give Steve Likens a call at nine one zero five three eight two four seven four or look up Wolf Tracks T shirts and designs on Facebook. If you have Facebook. If you know what Facebook is. If you don't know what Facebook is, but you know what podcasts are, you are a confusing person. And you are my favorite human in the world. That's very quick to jump on that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm easily pleased. Uh, but thank you for listening through 30 episodes. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a run. That's a great... <laughs> great. Yeah, it's been a run. Yeah, it's been a run. It's been a run. We've, really, we've done stuff. I'm glad to see that you're so fucking emotionally attached to this podcast. Oh, yeah, you know, it's... It is a passion project. But thanks for listening, and uh, without further ado, here we are. Episode 30 of the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. Oh, dude, that new Patrick Stewart show on Showtime. Have you Stars. seen the new Patrick Swayze show? It's because there's not one. <laughs> it's just live feed of his coffin. It's a, it's a channel <laughs> you can get. It's like serious. It's like an extra channel on. Is he doing um, anything? No, still nothing. Has no. anybody? Has Demi Moore came and visited? <laughs> not today. No, no. Is Whoopi Goldberg gonna let him inside of her? Not today. Always. She she let him inside of her. Back in the day, quite a few times. Um, <laughs> that's how I get ready for an episode. As I sing disturbed songs, disturbed. Remember whenever people thought that guy was talented, <laughs> and that he was like a like oh he this was is amazing. A, this is a legitimate singer for a band, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not. I don't know. The first album was fun. Don't be like that. Oh no, you mean that. <laughs> Those guys are real bad. <laughs> Come on, get my don't wanna You fucking you don't know my dad you know. Okay, so I have to admit something. I'm I'm the guy. <laughs> You're the guy from Disturbed. You're the guy from Disturbed. <laughs> I am. I have I've been here I'd, for a while. I often wondered. <laughs> I've been here for a while now, for a couple days. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Freshly Baked Crackers. I'm Ian. I'm Josh. And we are echoey in our new studio. We are there. This is an empty room we're recording this in, so hopefully... This reference doesn't make any sense because I figured out how to get it out in post-production. <laughs> but if not, it's just a little echoey. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it adds a little flair. But anyway, welcome everyone to episode 30. Episode 30. We got 30 episodes. Yeah. Hope you guys had a great holiday. Yeah, it's been uh, really fun for us. Uh, we had a good time on Christmas. Hope you guys enjoyed your uh, various holidays, pagan rituals, uh you know, government-sanctioned work days, whatever it may be. Uh, hope you um, had a good one. If you're, if you're, I don't know if your underground fight club had like a potluck dinner. Um, hope you guys had fun at that. Um, thanks a lot, though. For so, this will be our first episode, and from now on, we will be record. I've decided that regardless of when we record it during the week, we'll have a new episode every Sunday. So every Sunday there will be a new episode. Like a from schedule. Here out. Yeah, it's nice. <clears throat> so you can count on that. Every Sunday episode thing. <coughs> so we hope you guys had a good holiday, um, or just time off work, yeah. or whatever. And you a happy had. New Year switcheroo. And yeah, um, we did. Yeah, we, on Christmas we went and saw Hateful Eight. We did the uh, the special seventy millimeter road show version, which uh, was only seen in about a hundred theaters. It was about two. I think we saw two for each state. Yeah. Um, well, no, it didn't. It didn't work out that way because obviously, like. Alaska. Sorry, anybody that's in Wyoming, but they didn't oh, get right, two. Oh, right, right, right. You know? um, but either like way... California got six or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it kind of evened out, I guess. But either way, it was a special um, first week only thing through Christmas uh, shown on the film that uh, Quentin Tarantino filmed it with. Uh, so it's not digital. It is, uh, you know, legitimate flicky tapey film stuff. So it was really cool. Uh, the angle is something that we hadn't seen in movies since 1966. Uh, they were trying to yeah. roll out that... That sort of idea of, of making going to the movies a fucking event again. It felt that way. And uh, like really we said, did. we're really glad that that kind of thing is happening again. Because yeah. we think going to the movies is always an event anyway. you know. But to get to do this, this, this special premiere where they had, um, there was a, a, an opening. Uh, overture. Overture, thank yeah. you. I, prelude was what I wanted to call it. Uh, with original music, it was really fucking cool. And, uh, and the intermission, yeah. there's apparently extra footage. We're not sure what's different yet, or at least I don't, um, I haven't seen it. Uh, the other I've way. heard that it's not only extra footage, but there's a lot of like alternate takes. Oh, interesting. In the other, in so the, you just see in like the different stuff. Regular theatrical version. Right, right. Um, but yeah, either way, it was like a special event that gave you a little booklet that had information about the movie and about 70 millimeter films in general. It was a, a, a playbill, if yeah, you will. Yeah, exactly. It was really fucking cool. I mean, it really did just. Uh, it felt like more than just a night at the movies. It, it was like a night to the movies to us, but, you know, it was like there was just stuff to it, you know, and... Well, you know, it talks about... Oh, sorry, I need to get up in the mic a little more. It talks about in the book that we got about how this was more of, you know, because we didn't used to have fucking 7,000 movies a year. Right, out. right. We had seven. Yeah. So these were way... It was a way bigger event. Like, Amer this is even that far back, but American Graffiti ran in theaters for a year. Right, right. Just because, yeah, movies were, uh, we weren't as inundated with them, you know? So, like, it was an event, and they made, like, Gone with the Wind was an event mm -hmm. to go see that in the theater at the time. That was, like, the fucking shit. Right. So, it had all this stuff. Like, you know, it talks about that in the book, that, that it had, it's been since those movies that we've had this, the overture and the intermission yeah. and the things that you associate like the with been the her. theater. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it was. It, it did, it felt like... Going to the theater, it did. You know? After having just gone to the theater, also, right, it, it felt the exact kind of thing, you right? Know? 
Which, to let the viewers know, I went and saw Wicked. Yeah. With my wife. Wicked's good stuff. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. It, it's not the best musical I've ever seen. Right. I will say that. Um, I do like the story a lot. I don't. Really? It negates too much of the actual Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's it true. with it too much. Yeah. Well, it's a cute take on it like it was, you know like we do with comic books i need, I know, need to but, watch it again because it was a little too gotham for me mm, i see yeah all yeah. the all of the uh the nods and stuff and yeah. shoving it in your face yeah it is it is very much like gotham wizard of oz that's so funny that's totally true <laughs> that's what i'm gonna refer to it yeah as i like that and yeah I've, I've read the book no, i haven't seen I fell the musical in love with but, gotham after making fun of it i right i'm watching again now i love gotham so maybe i'll you see that old Wee herman's gonna be showing up uh possibly as the penguin's daddy yeah and that's pretty cool yeah. I still don't give a shit about that show. I'm sorry. I have not been it able got, to get it into it. Really, I enjoyed it. It I just doesn't, it. it hasn't grasped me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep trying, but. Oh, don't. No, we don't need your pity. Oh, well. The fan base of Gotham doesn't you guys, give a fuck you guys, about you. You guys get it anyway. All right. We do get it. <laughs> That's why we watch Gotham. Because we get it. Oh, I see. Um, yes. That's all right. <clears throat> you know. I, I fucking. Radiohead's not for everybody. There's some people like Nickelback. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, so what's on the agenda for today? What are we? What are we? Besides, I mean, let's talk a hateful eight. Yeah. Uh, what did you? We, I mean, we've kind of limited ourselves on what we've talked about it together. So, what did what did you think of hateful eight? I thought it was really great, and it's really interesting too because now that we I, we kind of did have some space in between, I've been reading some articles about what other people think about it, and then yeah. and it's not getting a lot of positive praise from people who you know think that. It's basically just another way for Quentin Tarantino to say the N-word a bunch, you know, and, and yeah. to, like, do this kind of stuff, which I get, but also, it's Quentin Tarantino. Who gives a fuck? Right. Who gives a fuck? Just enjoy the movie. The the, th- the way it's shot is fucking incredible. Yeah. And I love, because the, those wide angles are really good for the open environment stuff, but we're in the cabin most of the time. Yeah. And I think that that's so cool. Like I said, you can see every character doing stuff in the background, and I think that's so neat. You really get the feel of the entire room constantly. It was a really cool... Uh, way of shooting but as far as the movie goes i just i fucking dug it the action's great the fucking dialogue is great uh of course walton goggins yeah it's just fucking amazing i really enjoyed it but i would not i would not even like i wouldn't say it's in i wouldn't even say it's in tarantino's top half yeah i wouldn't put it in the top five of his 10 even okay but i liked it yeah i liked it a lot i'll own it right i'll watch it more um, but yeah, I really, uh, wonder if I would just like put my hands around this thing a little bit, if it stops the echo a little. <laughs> Does that help? Um, I don't know. And get like I don't a... <laughs> know anything. Hopefully I'll be able to edit that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really loved Walton Goggins. Yeah. I love, I mean, I love Bruce Dern. Yeah. I've loved Bruce Dern since the burbs. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> know about your love for the burbs. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we should bring that up a lot more on this podcast. We really how should. Much I love the burbs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a fucking great movie. That is like your shams. Yeah. It's funny that you had never seen it. Like ever, yeah. Until I introduced <laughs> it to you. I don't think a lot of people have. If you don't, folks, if you don't know, there's a uh, late 80s, I guess, or would it be Yeah, I'd say, 90s? I think it's late 80s. Um, I want to say it's 89. Okay. I want to say it's right on the cusp I'm gonna of say the like, 90s I'm going to say movie. like 87, because that's, okay. that's my birth year. I just feel comfortable about that. But uh, it's a Tom Hanks film with Bruce Dern and motherfucking... Uh, Corey Feldman. Yes. <laughs> and Carrie Fisher. That's right. When she was still gorgeous. Yes. Not that it matters. No, not at all. Everyone has been giving her so much shit. In 89, dude, you were right. Booyah. Woo-hoo. Um. So, yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. I love the verbs. Yeah, that's a great flip. I lo- here's Here, let me tell you, and I hope that you guys, I hope everyone that listens to this is, 
I'm, I mean nerdy, and it doesn't have to be nerdy for geek stuff. It can be nerdy for sports or whatever. Yeah. But hopefully, you've loved something so much that you've nerded out over <laughs> before. So, to tell you a story about the Burbs. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I saw this movie, and it had been out for a couple of years. I think whenever I saw it, right? Because I saw it on, on when it came out on movie, like on VHS. So I think I think I was this is like ninety one. I want to say when I saw it. Okay. So. 91, whenever 93, maybe it was, whenever Home Alone 2 came out. Okay. Look up when Home Alone 2 came out. Jamie, pull that up real quick. <laughs> As a Joe Rogan reference. Anytime that he's on a pod, he's got a producer. There. He's like, Jamie, can you pull that up real quick for us? Um, so like, we need a fact checker. We do. We need a Jamie. Maybe, maybe my wife can just do that. Yeah, just sit in the corner. Sit in here and Google <laughs> shit that we talk about. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, 92. Okay. So three years after it came out, so probably a year after I saw it, right? Uh, Home Alone 2 comes out. So for Christmas that year, I got a talk boy. The thing that Kevin has in Home Alone 2, the thing right. you can record yourself. I recorded the burbs onto a cassette tape <laughs> and then would listen to it on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> to and from school. I loved it so much. <laughs> I don't think I I've ever loved lo- a movie that much. I, I don't love think I've movies. I've never loved anything that much before or since. Right. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> it's a good flick. It was parked outside all day. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but yeah, but you didn't you didn't think that uh that Hate Flight really stands against no, a I lot don't. of their stuff. No? I think it's uh I think it's good. I think it's beautiful as far as the cinematography goes, yeah. and a lot of, I mean, a lot of the, you know, even the, even like the seventy millimeter really plays interesting in close-ups, even mm-hmm, definitely, you know. And I think for all that, but like as far as the story and yeah. stuff goes, I don't think it's as strong as, like I told you, my my, I would probably go Pulp Fiction, Django, right, Kill Bill one and two as a thing, yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Hateful Eight, Inglorious Bastards, Jackie Brown, Four Rooms. Okay. Death Proof. Right, Death Proof. Four Rooms. Okay. <clears throat> that would probably be my my list. Yeah. So I guess it's the top. It's in the top half, sort of. Is it? Barely. Or is it the first one in the top bottom I half? I think you said five for hit. Is it Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, Django, Kill Bill 1 and 2, Dogs. Yeah, so yeah. it is. It's yeah. the last one in the top five. So okay. So I'm you liked it more than Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I, I like the Glorious Bastards better, I think. Okay. Personally. Okay. But I don't know. I don't really know how to pinpoint why, uh, other than maybe just Christoph Waltz's character yeah. is fucking amazing. But and fucking the, Walton Goggins is just as good. That's true. I think, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, it's really hard for me with like, I mean, I always say that my favorite movie of all time is Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs com- combined constantly. Yeah. I switch back and forth sure. all the time. I love both movies for different reasons, vastly different reasons, but I love them both equally. For most of my life, I think if someone would have said, what's your favorite movie of all time? I think I would have said Clerks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the shittiest looking movie <laughs> in the world. It's such an like, amazing movie, though. It's so good. Like, it's, and like you like said, the I way said it hit us at the time and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know? whenever, I, I mean, I was, there was nothing culturally around where I grew up. Right. Know? I mean, like, and for me to see this and just be like, oh, fuck, so this is a movie, too. Right. Like, they don't, nothing happens. There's no car chase. Right, right. Shit sh- doesn't explode. They're not <laughs> just people talking. There's not a million sets. Right. They're just here talking, and it's fucking good. Right. Okay. Well, I had that same realization. Of course, I was a lot younger, you know. But sure, it was like, like you say, it was that kind of thing where, like, like oh, fuck yeah, people can just sit around and talk. A yeah. movie can be this. Like, it, and that is really a fucking cool <clears throat> thing. Clerks is amazing. 
Yeah, I saw it the year it was released. I believe 95. Yeah, because last year was 20th anniversary of Clerks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So or maybe I'm, it was 96. You know, maybe in 16 when I saw it, but... Um, so for future 94, refer- yeah. 94? Yeah. Okay. So I saw it in 95. Okay. <clears throat> Clerks. What a good flick. Yeah, it really is. Meow. But yeah, but I mean, I, I think... I think one of the things I like about Hateful Eight, though, is that it's it's Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It's Django. Yeah. It's the thing. Yeah. I mean, there really is yeah. a lot, especially with Kurt Russell in There's it. such a whodunit to yeah. it thing, too. And, the and co- just the yeah, cold, the, being stuck right. in the cold is a very... That was why I was saying, I was like, man, I really wish that at some point Kurt Russell had to use that fucking line that they had set yeah. up between the barn and the outhouse, because that, that would have been such a thing moment, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I just love stuff like... Uh, like Ob, how much you just fucking really dig that character, and he's like the only one that has nothing involved in any of this, and he, yeah. he gets it the shittiest. Like, yeah. it's so bad. He's always getting the like, short straw. He's got to go out in the cold. You know, he gets the he's the first guy to fucking get really hit with the poison. You know, but um, and he does too. Oh, it's so bad. God, God it's, poor Ob. <laughs> it's such a good movie. I've been tempted to uh, download it illegally. It's a great whodunit. I think that's what I like about it too. There's yeah. a good mystery aspect yeah. to it, and I thought I had it. And I was kind of partly right, and that's what I really like. It's it's rare for me to not want to like spoil a bunch of stuff, but like that, yeah. everybody needs to go see that movie. Like, yeah. and it and it is that movie. And to be honest with you, I mean, we don't need to. We, we, we don't have any money invested in the hateful eight, so we can be honest. It's not doing great. No, it's really not. It's. Yeah. It is, I mean, I think that our uh, the history of us getting a Tarantino film at Christmas might be over. Yeah. Because who's going to keep going up against these Star Wars movies? That's that's the big thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter that it's a Tarantino movie and it's good. Right. And, I mean, it's great. Oh, yeah. That's the thing about... Even a good Tarantino, Qu- Tar- Tarantino <laughs> movie is great, great compared movie. to the, anything else yeah. out there. But, like, it's it's hard to swim in the waters. Yeah. It's hard to swim in a pool whenever there's a whale in there. Right, exactly. You know? And well, like, and, I mean, even within its own genre, it's competing against a Leonardo DiCaprio movie at the yeah, same time. which is fucking awesome. Being directed by the same guy who was the Oscar-winning film of, of the year before with Birdman. Yeah. You know? So I, I really want to see Revenant. Really it's good. Yeah, I really want it's to see It's really that. good. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's having a hard time already. It's competing, like you say, with the whale. Everybody wants to see Star Wars. Quentin Tarantino fans want to see Hateful Eight. You yeah. Know, and maybe people who just like film. Uh, but, but even like if you're even if you're someone who has very similar taste to me and you, okay? Right. But isn't as hardcore about going to the theater as you and I. Yeah. If you're gonna go to one movie this holiday season, you'd see Star you're Wars. going to Star Wars. Definitely. Yeah. You have to. It's an event. That's true. I often forget that we're a rare breed to go see multiple movies in multiple weeks. Like we most, went and saw, most people see one movie. We went and saw three movies. Yeah. Well, two movies. One movie twice. <laughs> twice yeah. We saw Star Wars again, just so you guys know since the last <laughs> I had to see episode. It. I had to see it in IMAX. But within a week almost. Yeah. We, we saw, saw Star Wars movies. twice, and I've seen I've been to the movies twice in a day, yeah. homie. Yeah, I saw School of Rock and Kill Bill two on the same day. Nice, that was an awesome day. Yeah, and I don't I know bet. if and if in the seven or so wonderful. hundred people that download this, Eric Taylor, if you're one of them, a good old friend of mine, but. That was one of my favorite days of all time. Is the day that we went and saw School of Rock, then walked across the parking lot from the mall in our hometown to a bar called Sneaky Pete's. We <laughs> ate, we got fucking hammered. <laughs> we walked back over there and watched Kill Bill too. Nice, it was fucking awesome what a great day. day. Yeah. It was a fucking great day. 
Um, I mean, shit, I used to solo review movies. Like, we're, yeah. we're film people. So, sure. yeah, it, it is. I went to school for this. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's I never did anything. I, but I, I stopped going to school and watched a bunch of movies instead. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, we've uh, just film in general. Before I forget about it, uh, we've posted on Facebook. We're gonna, I'm going to put it up on again. But uh, the trailer for our good friend Travis Long's new movie, B-Roll, yeah. is up. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting to see that. Yeah, that's um, going to be pretty funny. It's yeah, get so once that happens, uh, I know all 700 uh, freshly baked crackers out there strong. <laughs> I know that I want all of us to get out there and see that movie yeah. and get it because uh, and support our buddy because he's up and coming and he's really he great. good shit, yeah. Really great guy and a good director and he just deserves to get... Bigger budgets and yeah, definitely. more cool shit that he can do and play with. Keep and, making good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because for like, I know just from when he was talking to us that like, Kill Me Now is definitely a labor of love. You yeah. Know? Like it wasn't that easy to happen and like, it wasn't that easy to get money and funding right. for it. And now they've got a he bigger budget. He put the budget. work in though. So I mean, that's, so, he really B, cares about this. B-roll has a bigger budget and it looks like it's going to be fucking it looks great. great. Yeah. The trailer looks fucking yeah, great. Yeah, it does. Like, I'm just, I've known him for so long and I'm so happy to see the guy doing fucking cool Super shit. Super cool, yeah. Getting to follow what he's, his dream instead of being some dude that got stuck in a fucking cubicle or something right. somewhere. Like this dude fucking didn't lose it. He <laughs> yeah. kept fucking going, you know what I mean? He, he pushed himself. That shit work. that we sometimes lose as we get older, he didn't fucking lose it. He right. kept going. It's a beautiful thing, yeah. I like that. Like every episode, I am playing with the sound through yeah. the entire <laughs> episode, yeah. yes. Just so you know, just so you know, folks. It's, it, yeah, it's a it's a habit. But yeah, hateful eight. I I really do like it. I thought it was great. But I, I if you love Quentin, you should see it. Yeah. I mean, definitely. If you like good movies, you should see it. I mean, it's I think it's got great dialogue. As always, you know, good word stuff. Oh f- fuck yeah! The, the violence is great. The fucking climax is great. You know, I think it really like for what it's doing for the mystery it's telling. I thought it was a fucking great movie. Yeah, so. it was. Yeah. Uh, she maybe, put it up against some of the best fucking movies of all time. Yeah, you know that's the whole thing. Quentin may, has made some of the best fucking movies yeah. of all time. So when people argue the greatest film of all time, you can't argue that without arguing Pulp Fiction. Yeah, definitely. It's that good of a it's movie. It's that fucking good. It's of a the movie. movie of the '90s. And even people who don't like Quentin Tarantino movies or don't even really get, they fucking love Kill Bill. Everyone yeah. fucking loves or Kill Django. Bill. Or Django. Or Django. Yeah, Django. It's, I like it. He did a good popular. western. Yeah. You know, people fucking like that. Or you know. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah, I is. love Django. Django's great. Yeah, Django. I thought it was pretty good. You know, I kind of. I, I and this will probably happen with Hateful Eight. You just gotta watch it again. Because I, I saw Django the first time. I was like, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It was a Tarantino movie. It was fucking kick ass. I thought it was great. And then, uh, I. Oh shit. Oh, I'm <sighs> sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Our podcast is so boring. Jesus Christ! Sorry, I had a long day. Puts work him today. to sleep. So here's a fucked up story. I pre-ordered Django at Best Buy. Right. When I pre-ordered it, I got the digital copy for free then. Nice. So I, off Cinema Now. So I started watching it that way. Or I watched it once that way. Then I totally forgot that I pre-ordered the DVD. Right. And I never went and picked it up oh. until a long time later. And then I was just like, I remembered later. And I was like, well, fuck it. Who cares? I've got to come watch it digitally on whatever on Cinema Now. Right. It expired. It wasn't forever. Oh, shit. It was just until you could go pick yeah. up your fucking movie. <laughs> so then I didn't have a movie anymore. Oh, that sucks. So then this fucking ginger angel <laughs> gave me the yes. free digital code for it from his. And like I've watched it like five times yeah. since then. <laughs> I need to rewatch fucking it. Fucking so really good. Yeah. I've only seen it twice. Uh, I have a little dynamite, you black bastards. <laughs> so great. 
I fucking love when he shows up as the Australian dude. It's How so about a little dope. dynamite, you black bastard? Oh, it's fucking it's awful. He's God, he's fucking so incredible in Who that is? movie. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh sure, he is fucking incredible in that movie. I think this is the year that he'll finally win uh, an Oscar. I fucking hope so. I think for the Revenant, he's going to win poor an Oscar. Goddamn guy. What about this? Mad Max is up for Best Picture at the Golden Globes. That's How amazing. How fucking great is that? I, it deserves every yeah. fucking vote it got, too. That movie is fucking incredible. It's yes. incredible. It is the best movie I've seen in a long it's time. It's the best movie of the year, in my opinion, it's still. It's so good. Even, I'm going to say this. Even in, in, even when Star Wars came out, yeah. I would Avengers say... Avengers came out this year, too, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I wouldn't even say Avengers <laughs> is the best Marvel movie <laughs> no, that came I'll out this year. That. Ant-Man, no. I, think yeah, I enjoyed I like more Ant-Man than... Better. But I, I did not see me enjoying ant-man as much as Me i did either fucking love we were Ant-Man. some of the biggest people that were like fucking ant-man but i fucking this early that yeah ant-man <laughs> that was a multiple theater visit that was a fucking flick that was a fucking good flick i really enjoyed ant-man but yeah i mean this has been a good year for movies but fucking yeah it just that fucking shit steals the show oh god yeah, totally. I totally agree. I think, uh, I don't know. Mad Max was a really refreshing film to get to see, as opposed to like, man, Age of Ultron's not that great of a movie. I mean, it's a great movie. We had a fucking blast going and yeah, seeing it's it. it's fun. If you're a comic, but like, it's not what Mad Max is. No. And Mad Max has like, I mean, the characters are very real feeling, even in this incredibly Yo, ab- bizarre world, you know, and... Yo, I'm real. <laughs> I'm Max. Strong female characters and shit. I mean, like, it just, the action, the way that it was set up, everything being fucking uh, done there instead yeah. of d- just, and then just in general, the way it's shot in in order, being done originally as a fucking graphic novel, pretty much, as panels, yeah. instead of being, just, there's so much about this movie that makes it unique and interesting, and then it pulls off just being a, just a fucking good movie. It, it Yeah, I fucking loved Mad Max. There's a fine line between shit. barely being able to hear you and you being crazy loud. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know I need to hire somebody. I hate the tone of to, my voice. I do. We need to hire people. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, if you'd like to intern at the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. We cannot pay you. We cannot pay you anything. Can't stress that enough. But we have all sorts of other things that are great with yeah, us. Yeah, we definitely do. We're good people, too. You know, and we're... Uh, You're a pretty good guy. Oh. I'm questioning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd vouch for you, but, you know... Maybe not loudly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what else we got going on? Let's see. Oh, yes. The Deadpool trailer was something that really fucking excited me lately. Yeah, we're like uh, we're like uh, six weeks out from Deadpool. That's going to be awesome. I'm looking so forward to it. I'm so like, I feel like finally Fox is going to get one of these X properties, right? Yeah, right. You know, maybe. And then like, I think... I mean, not just because I'm a big fan of Deadpool. With the way that Ryan Reynolds and the people that are in it are talking about, like, this is probably going to be one of the best comic book movies, at least as far as, like, how it feels like the fucking comic book. Probably, maybe period. I mean, just, like, the, the, these I feel people like are it's so fucking be, passionate about it. You yes, know? but I think that it's going to be very hard for a comic book movie to be more close to the comics than the original Sin City was. Yeah, that's true. That's Actually, I'll definitely agree with that. That shit is right on, yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> And I recently watched A Dame to Kill for, too. And, was, and you liked it. I did. I fell asleep watching it. I'm I don't think lie. that it's as good as the first one. No, I'll give you that. But I also don't think that those stories in particular were better than the ones that, that were in the original movie. Anyway, I like 
those storylines more. But um, yeah, I don't think it was as shitty as everybody said. I think it fucking was still fun. I mean, even the weird uh, uh, Jessica Alba ghost story thing at the end was fucking fun. It was fun to watch, but I don't know. We have vastly different opinions of fun. <laughs> I, I like fun stuff. But no, I'm, I'm stoked about Deadpool. I mean, I've been reading more no, stuff no, about No, no, I the... didn't say that we have different ideas of whether we like fun or not. <laughs> no, no. I we think... have different ideas of what we think is fun. I think you just don't don't quite understand fun, I think is the problem. Um... Something that's a stay up. That's fucking, that's fun. <laughs> Saw that this summer at Lufest. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> so you say it in one of his shows when he plays one of their songs, like, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. He probably is lying. He really hates it. Speaking of music, I'm going to go off of our topics and stuff like that and just talk oh. about um, last night, um, the first real Tool tour oh, in like yes. almost like true tour like this in a long time, yeah. six, seven years yeah, probably. It's so it's been a while. It's the first time we're we are going to see Tool. Yes, on the twenty second here in St. Louis. It's gonna be incredible. Um, and Primus. And Primus. Keep forgetting about fucking Primus. Yeah. <laughs> in any other time, that would be a huge deal. But yeah. like, Tool, Tool is just fucking. Yeah. And that set list last night. Yeah. It's pretty well the same <laughs> one that they did in October at Monster Mash. Cool. Yeah. Which was their only date last year, but like, I. It's the stuff I want to see. Yeah. You know. It's gonna be great. Um, that light show looks incredible. Oh, it's the best. It Whenever so they play cool. Bonnaroo, we were walking up to the stage from the campgrounds. Right. And they were just testing stuff before it started. And the, like you can see the lasers over the campgrounds. They're so f- fucking shooting Whoa. out from the stage. That's so cool. Yeah, this shit looks like it's going to be uh, pretty fucking mind What What would an alien would think if they drove like flew over Bonnaroo? <laughs> <laughs> like, the fuck? They probably think it was just cattle. Yeah. No, with that giant <laughs> stage, all the lights and music coming yeah, out of it. You know, they would know what it is. <laughs> Maybe they'd be like, "That's one. <laughs> that's one of those music festivals we used to have before we became one consciousness." <laughs> I'm just guessing, <laughs> right? That's probably a good guess. Yeah, probably better than what I thought. Um. Uh. Oh, some. Uh, oh, Jalen. My wife needs to get a hold of this dog of ours. M. Night Shyamalan is going to helm a new adaptation of Tales from the Crypt. Wait, really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um, after the really good stuff I heard about that last movie. Uh, yeah? Um, why not? What was that, the one about the kids that go to the... The grandparents' house? Home or something? The is Visit. called? The Visit, yeah. I feel like that's uh, allegedly up on torrent sites right now. I would like to see it because the reviews I have read have said good things. Okay. And that means a lot because not a lot of good things have been said about Mr. Shyamalan for quite some time. Shyamalan ding dong. ding dong. I don't know, but uh, I mean, it could be cool. I mean, he doesn't have to. It's just Tales from the Crypt. That doesn't mean he's going to be like being Shyamalan in it. It could just be that he's, you know, forerunning a fucking new uh, Tales from the Crypt like show, which I love that idea. I've always liked a Monster of the Week sort of thing, and Tales yeah. from the Crypt is comedic too, which is always fun. You know, well, was, was I really? I was recently watching something. And I felt like I was getting that Monster of the Week feel. I can't remember now. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. But yeah, I always, I always loved that format. I don't, I don't really ever get tired of that, even though. Um, Emma par- Stone is gonna. I'm just gonna start throwing uh, headlines at you and just and get your <laughs> and you just tell me your reactions. Okay, all right, all right. Emma Stone to play Cruella Deville in Origin Story. Okay. 
I love Emma Stone, but why do we need that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I'll watch it because Emma Stone's in it, and I would watch her do anything. Today, The Offspring sold their entire catalog for $35 million to a record company. That seems kind of like a lowball. <laughs> I love The Offspring. Come on, guys. You could have held out for a little more than that. <laughs> Um, you guys were in idle hands. Come on. Do you know anything about the the Marvel hip hop covers? Yes. Yeah, I've seen a couple. I saw the the Ant Man one and uh, fuck, there was another. See one the Rocket Raccoon one no. with Howard the Duck that's run the jewels. No. You can kind of see it in the background. There. Oh, that's pretty great. Um, uh, but Killer Mike has uh, wrote the introduction to the collected covers uh, book. Oh, that's cool. Which would be really cool. Yeah, I'd like to get that. I think it's a pretty cool idea. I like I like the uh, what thing behind that. Yeah. The thing I've been really into lately is, uh, I can't remember who I saw posted on Facebook, but it was this artist who does like um, cartoon characters or and just mascots. so you know, before we get any farther, before her, sorry, I just want to tell you, uh, during the comic run, during the uh, hip hop cover run. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the issue that was Miles Morales' debut into the proper Marvel Universe. Right. Was the cover they used for, they made, uh, they did a version of Illmatic. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Couldn't have been more on point, they said. Yeah. They referred to it, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Miles Morales. I really like to see them do something with him for I'm something. buying this book. Yeah, I'd like By to get that, too. That looks pretty cool. Oh, man. There's some. They, there's a Kendrick, there's a Wu-Tang, there's a Wiz Khalifa, Public Enemy. Yeah, I didn't see all these. Outcasts, Lauren Hill. Oh, damn, no. There's two Wolverine covers. One flips DMX's Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, and the other one's Ice Cube's Death Certificate. <laughs> nice. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, do I have any more uh, crazy... <laughs> that, that segment didn't last very long you? at all. Um, so, Daredevil Season 2. Yes. We got... A little teasy. A teaser today. Yeah. And an announcement of the date that it's going to be streaming, which is March 16th. Oh, yeah. So we didn't know that yet. It's so close. It's so close. It's only it's only two. It's before my son will be here, so I'll still <laughs> you can have watch time that real to quick. run. Yeah. <laughs> um, TNT today passed on uh, the opportunity to make DC shows. Oh, damn. Really? Yes. Huh. No superheroes on TNT as Cable Network passes on DC Comics' Titans. They're just not feeling that shit, huh? Yep. That's lame. Because that would have been kind of cool. Pass. I remember them talking about that for a while. Uh, FX recently passed on a new show made by the person, that, the dude that did Archer, that was supposed uh-huh. to be like a uh, post-apocalyptic two-female buddy thing. Oh, okay. Uh, it looked like it would be pretty fun, but I guess they, they don't want it for whatever reason. Hmm. Yeah, which is weird because Archer gets them fucking pretty good ratings, so I don't know. Maybe they just didn't like it. Zack Snyder says... There are still a lot of surprises that we don't know about for Batman versus Superman. Again, so this movie is eight and a half hours long, right? It's a day. You have to go a whole day. (laughs) There's not even an intermission. I just... uh, I'm sorry, people out there that are interested in the Batman v Superman film coming out. I just don't give a fuck anymore. I'm really sad. Like, I really wanted to see Affleck do his thing. I mean, I'm still... We're going to see it, but I'm just not thrilled. That's not thrilled. Okay, next piece of information. Yeah, yeah. Rob Zombie's next film, 31. Oh, yeah. Um, finally, after four cuts have been um, submitted to the MPAA, they finally got an R rating. <laughs> after four cuts? Yeah. Holy shit. I don't Our know third, what it's about. The third cut, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what it's about, but I'd, I'd heard that it was happening, and I saw the, I saw the title earlier. Let's, let's all enjoy the teaser. You guys can hear it. 
No, you can't because this is turned down because <laughs> I'm retarded. Um, it looks like there's no footage. It looks like this is all... Oh. Because this is... I see Captain Spaulding. Unless Captain Spaulding is in this. Then I'm really happy. Okay, what we got? Again, we are looking for interns currently at the Freshly Baked Crackers. Yes. In 2003, it all began with... And it's showing these clips from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Two years later, the mayhem continues. The Devil's Rejects. Holy shit, is this the fucking third movie in this? Because I'm going to lose my mind if that's the case. Oh, no, they're just going through all those movies. movies, Damn, I was like, really? (laughs) Otis is back! We're going to do a prequel! Okay, so they're showing Halloween. Two thousand nine. <laughs> oh animated. yeah, his little animated thing. I forgot about yeah. that. I never did get to see it. El Super Beasto. Yeah. And then he went back to Haddonfield. The weaker of the two. Obviously. Yeah, I never did see that one actually. And then we got. What was after that? The witch movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that either. The Lords of Salem? Is that right? I think you're right. I saw it. I red boxed it. It's fucking weird. Yeah. So it's just this clown. Is it a Gacy movie? Maybe. Because, I, d- I mean, I don't know how many victims he had, but I know he had a fucking lot, and with the clown face and everything, that would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. That would be. What the fuck is the movie about? Here we go. Uh, starring Malcolm McDowell. Ooh. Two workers survival playing a game called 31 while evading murderers with clown masks as their identity. At a test screening, he compared it to the Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. October 30th, night. Here we go. <clears throat> Here's a synopsis from Wikipedia. On October 30th, 1975, five carnival workers were kidnapped and held hostage until the following night, Halloween, where they were put in a compound named Murder World. They're told that they're that they are there to take part in a game named Thirty One, where the goal is to survive past the next twelve hours. This is made difficult by the fact that they are not alone in Murder World. A violent gang of evil clowns are there and stalking their every move. Hmm. All right, that could be fun. I'm down. Yeah. Who's in this? Malcolm McDowell. It's old. That's it. Ginger His Lynn. wife, Ginger Lynn, Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know who most of these people are. They're like old, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. These are old school actors, a lot of them. Are these 67, 65. How old are all these people? Okay, Mother Firefly is in this one again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all these people are like 50 and above almost. Interesting. Lou Temple, who was in uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Devil's Rejects. Huh. I do like things where people are picked off. You know, sure. In a, in a small contained space, usually through elaborate means. It's always fun. 67. Most of these people are 50 years old or above. Interesting. This dude. Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, all right. Well, I'm totally sold. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to see the version that didn't get the rated R. Yeah, me too. We'll probably get that on DVD. Oh, the dude from uh, uh, Welcome Back, Cotter <laughs> um, is in it. John Travolta? Oh, that's awesome. Hi there. That guy. <laughs> Hi there. That's crazy. These people. Yeah, and then this dude who's 68. Huh. Interesting. So he's like preying on a bunch of old folks. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's interesting. That's not really something you see uh, as like victims played out a lot in horror movies. That's kind of cool. Or killers, because then yeah, that's true too. The killers yeah, are, the older, killers are too. older too. Malcolm McDowell is seventy-two, and he's listed as Father Napoleon Horatio Silas Murder. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's an amazing character name. Yeah, it looks like in, like all these have really weird names, like Sister Dragon, Sister Serpent, Sex Head, Death Head, Psycho Head, Schizo Head, Doom Head, Sick Head. Hmm. Venus Virgo, Pastor Victor. Huh. All right. I'm down. I'm down with his shit he yeah. does. I'm not going to say it's going to be my favorite shit in the world, but I like to, like... He makes fun stuff. Yeah. I fucking love Devil Rejects. That's Wait, f- did he do a comic of this? Oh, I don't know. That's some cool-looking artwork, though. Huh. That'd be cool to look into. Oh, I need to get the newest issue of uh, Fight Club 2. The Fight Club 2 issue 8 is out now, everyone, and uh, I I would like to read it. Right on. So what else we got? What else has been going on? Um, oh, yeah. the We were talking for a second about the Daredevil stuff. Um, oh, yeah. It's just a cool teaser. Yeah. And I'm excited to get ready for it. Yeah. I'm excited for the Punisher. Me too. Stuff we've all talked about. But, you know, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, fucking thrilled about it. Getting to see uh, um, Elektra. You know, how they're yeah. going to do her is going to be cool. I'm really interested. Another That's like a big hurdle because, you know, the other Daredevil movie was definitely him and... Electra, right. So it's another bad thought in people's mind. Yeah. No, it just looks like that's concept art. There's multiple really cool looking fucking concept art for the film that's out, that's and they're all up. drawn by artists and shit. Yeah. Nice. Um. So yeah, and then the album is the only other thing I have on the list. Right on. Well, let's get to it then. Let's get to it. So, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And this is going to be our last episode, our last segment of this for a while. Last I have a new idea that I'll ever. talk to you about after oh, we get done with this. Okay. Um, starting tomorrow, Ooh. which is the both both of us listening to a new album that's coming out like we used to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And do some so, review. I like that. Because David Bowie's new album comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like that. So I thought it would be a great time to start that with new Black Star album. Definitely. Okay. Um, so anyway, so for the last episode for a while, here we are. With Ian discovers a hip hop album. And last time I forgot to put the music over this part. Sorry, and I might do it again. Hope that you guys like Ian discovers a hip hop album. So, uh, did Illmatic by you listen uh, to Illmatic by Nasty Nas Nasir Jones? 
Wait, really? Is that his name? His name is Nasir Jones. Oh, yep. that's cool. I like that, actually. Um, yeah, so I dug it. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's like been one of my favorite things that I've heard so far. Okay. Um, not that it reflects badly on the album at all. I, I think it's a fucking great You're album. You're very West Coast, though. Um, this is very New York. Um, but there was some cool shit in it. Like one of the songs, I can't remember which one it is now. Now that I'm thinking about it, it pissing me off. That had like a little xylophone playing in the background. Like there's some really cool fucking musical choices in this that I really dug with stuff. And uh, I mean, I really liked songs like Halftime. One Love was fucking awesome. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good solid album. The The music is good. The lyrics are great. I like Nas's flow a lot. Yeah. Listening to this makes me want to hear more from him. Okay. So it's definitely a solid album. I'd put it up there. It's just, you know, when we compare it to all the shit that I've done in the past, it is really hard to kind of listen to this and be like, yeah, this is fucking one of the best things ever too. Like, I mean, it's sure it's fucking really good. I will listen to it more than this one time. Right. Uh, I highly recommend it to people who haven't listened to it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really, <clears throat> it doesn't really do anything different from what I've heard before from, you know, East coast stuff. And, okay. but I did, I did like it. I like the music. I really like his style. Like the way that, I don't know, it's like more relaxed feeling almost. I don't know, but I really like his flow a lot. I thought that was yeah. pretty good. Nas is the son of uh, of jazz musician Alu Dara, who was a, a trumpet player. Okay. Um, so he's definitely grown up with a lot of music. Yeah, you can um, definitely tell this dude has a lot of musical influence. Yeah. And I really did enjoy the com- you know the complexity of a lot of his beats and stuff, and that was what was best to listen to. I, after the second or third time I really listened to it, I kind of just like had it playing while I was playing uh, sure. basketball games <laughs> on Xbox. Um and so I'd, I'd just, I would get really into the beats and stuff. I wouldn't be listening to what he's saying. So like the music is fucking incredible. Sure. Right? But I really do like his lyrics too. That I don't want to say anything bad about his lyric writing. He's got a really good prose and stuff, but yeah, I, I think it's a good album. It's some just, of the, some of the, like this is, this is one of the bigger songs off of it was definitely. My cipher's complete weather cruising in a six cab. I'm on tarot deep. I can't call it. The beats make me falling asleep. I keep falling. But never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. The world is this. The world is yours. The world is yours. Minus, minus, world is this. The world is yours. Yeah, I really like now, that track now, a lot. You have to think about this too with a lot of the albums we've listened to. This is one of the earliest albums we've listened to. Oh, okay. This is 1994. Oh, okay. So we're five years away from the 80s. Oh, snap. Yeah. This is, uh, so this was like a real push forward. Oh, it is. I didn't even look at the date and everything. Shit. Yeah. yeah okay. Early too. Yeah. April 94. So Ooh. like, this, this is something that really pushed hip hop in a direction of being taken more seriously, definitely by the mainstream. Right. Yeah. Um, listening to, and like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go with it. This is another fucking killer tune. Then you said what halftime was one of the ones you Yeah, I really liked halftime a lot. Oh, that early 90s fucking sleigh bell. Yeah. I really like the horn and stuff yep. in it. That almost has 
Uh, it doesn't almost have. It has a lot of uh, what they used to refer to as New Jack Swing okay. kind of thing going on. There's a it. real funky bass riff to that, too, that I really mm-hmm. liked. Now, I'm always into the bassy stuff. That's my shit. Or at least, you know, a good bass riff. I don't need a lot of bass. That, sure. Let me clarify that. Because a lot of people say they're into bass, and they just mean they like the thumping sounds. Um, but yeah, okay. Even with, I mean, if it's p- putting it earlier, like if I would have listened to this at that time, it would have blown my fucking brain out of the back of my head. Like, <laughs> it really is like such a... I mean, it is complex. It's good shit. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, you got to think, like, this is just this is just a few years away from things like, you know, like, well, okay, let me see when this was. When was, when did the message come out? Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Well, iTunes is being a fucking little bitch to oh, me right what now. What a piece of shit. Yeah, 1993. Okay. Um, so, like, is that right? I guess it is. So, like, we're talking about, like, a year of difference from this. That can't be right. That cannot be right. <laughs> iTunes is fucked up right there. Come on. When Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five was definitely the eighties, right? <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty two. Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> fucking nineteen ninety three. Hold on a <laughs> second. No way. But like, you know, ninety four was still early nineties. It was still like really pushes was really pushing things forward as far as hip hop goes as far as like what you could talk about and how you could talk right right on a song you know so you know it was it was it's definitely a hugely impactful album i will be attempting to listen to more of nas in the future that yeah. is one of those things like it it has let me to go like okay this fucking dude he's somebody i need to be like i out. told you in the other one i really i prefer his second album okay the message which is really really good that's the one that got me it went what did it say i was reading earlier it went double platinum in four weeks. Jesus, it was on. It was number one on the Billboard charts for four weeks, and it went double platinum in those four weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, he was following up Illmatic. Illmatic really pushed things forward. Like so I he said, really needed to step really it up. This is yeah. two years later, July first, nineteen ninety six, and oh. um, oh fuck, Street Dreams. Filthy, purchase a club and start up a real team. For real, G, I'ma fulfill my dream. If I can seal my scheme, then precisely I build my cream. The first trip without the click, sent the bitch with the quarter brick. This is it. Fresh face, NY place, got a crooked eye for the jakes. I want it all on my First person I ever heard uh, refer to police officers as the jakes. The jakes. Yeah. I always love somebody, a hip-hop artist, reworking like the chorus of an old song like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like I'm a sucker for that immediately. Yeah, that's good stuff. So through this process of like the albums that we've, I've had you listen to, uh, what, what, is, like, what are the stuff that you've remembered? What's the stuff that's been like your favorite? Um, actually, I can pull up what I've kept on my phone, because that's really what is like... Yeah, absolutely. ...has, uh, has said it for me. Um, obviously, Wu-Tang. That's something that I fucking have gone back to quite a bit since we've done this. Um, okay. I really dug that. Bone Thugs. I fucking really liked Bone Thugs. Yeah, um, you did. The Good Kid, Mad City. I Sure. I listen to at least a couple of tracks from that almost every day. It just, I fucking really love that album. Um, 
of course, original pirate material, fucking blew my nuts too. I loved that a lot. And uh, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah. Um, most of them, <laughs> to be honest with you, most of them fucking were really good. Um, if I had to pick a favorite out of all of them, out of everything we've done. Yeah, let's do it. Man, that's really hard. That's really, really hard. Um, let's see. I would probably have to go with Good Kid, Mad City. Okay. I think that's probably my favorite all around. Like, I know I said the the streets is my favorite, but like when it comes to like, like that would just be fun shit to listen to. But as far as like what I got an idea of what I think hip hop is and what I think good hip hop would be from just this little experiment, that's definitely been like the top of it in my opinion. Like, okay. It's the best thing I think I've listened to. Okay. Personally. But yeah. I'll take that. I fucking love it. I'll take that. <laughs> I fucking I think, love it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that fucking answer at all whatsoever. Well, that's what's up, man. I've definitely uh, fucking really enjoyed this little uh, this little journey. It's been, yeah. it's been a blast. Uh, we might come back to it. Yeah. I, I really like to see some of our listeners uh, jump in there and and uh, throw up some ideas of what you guys think that we might. Yeah, because that's not like just because we we don't do this for a little while, I'm going to stop listening to hip hop albums. So you know, obviously, I can ask the big guy here what he likes. But tell me what you guys are into. What yeah. stuff do you like? You know, uh, are you guys? find me some shit. You like West Coast. You like East Coast. I don't give a fuck. I've enjoyed it all so far. I like a little bit of everything. Obviously, I lean more West Coast, but come on. Fucking, what blows up your skirt when you're listening to hip-hop? Absolutely. The dude's down to give some stuff a chance. Yeah. I love, Throw it out I there. I love music, though, man. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, I will always have something to explore and figure out. I fucking love it. Yeah. You can never run out of music. It's such a good thing. It, it definitely is. <laughs> it's so great. You know, and, uh, outs- outside of this, though, what I've really been listening to a lot, Run the Jewels 2. Yeah. I fucking love that shit yeah. so much. It's such a good album. Meow the Jewels is fun, too. <laughs> I did listen to that once. It's, way through. it's fun. It's pretty cool. Um, a guy who I really enjoy, um, a nerdcore rapper who uh, I oh, love yeah, to, yeah. to get on this podcast, is Mega Ran. Mega Ran. He just announced that he's playing some dates only in California with Homeboy Sandman. No shit. Oh, I would do any. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you like hip hop music and you don't know who Homeboy Sandman is, you should go listen to him right away. He is fucking outstanding. Um, in fact, when we end this episode tonight, we're going to ride out with a Homeboy Sandman track nice. playing for you. So that's that's <laughs> how we'll do that. Um, so, yeah, so uh, from now on, you guys, we're going to have one every week. Um, we're going to work out a week with the Vigilettes this month and get them on here. Yeah. Um, we got some other stuff. Mega Ran, if you're listening, homie. Come on. Let's Come talk on. to you. We'd love to have you on. We um, like your shit a lot. Uh, some other people I'm going to try to get on here. Some Trying to get my boy. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying we'll to see branch out as here. well. Reach my fingers um, into some some folks back home. Uh, and we'll get Amber back in. We haven't had Amber in yeah, for a while. She needs to make a trip into the city. Yeah. So we'll holler at Amber and get her <laughs> on here to get fucking silly with us. But, uh. Yeah, so uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We look oh. forward to doing some cool shit this year. Cool shit, yeah. Um, some stuff. I don't. I don't want to start announcing things before we know that things are yeah. 100. But like, we got some really cool shit going on. It's gonna be that a lot we're of excited fun. about. So keep listening. Um, thanks a lot again. On the way out today, this is gonna be a track by Homeboy Sandman called "Not Really." So uh, it's fucking just such a dope song. So enjoy that. And in the meantime, enjoy enjoy your boils. People ask me if my life changed. 
is what I might say. Not really. Not really. People ask me if my life changed. Here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. Just ran alongside a river in Eastern Europe. Stead around the lake at Flushing Park. Similar scenario. Same cardio. Top billing at long last. I'll be chilling in first class. I was chilling in economy. That didn't bother me. I meet a lot more women having about the same amount of sex. Still a major shortage of cool ones. Shit, probably even less. Hard to keep a low pro at Whole Foods. It was hard to keep a low pro in homeroom. That shit is old news. So, when people ask me if my life changed, here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. When people ask me if my life changed, here's what I might say. Not really. Not really. Far as money, I was always out. Now it's always money coming in. I never worry about money now. I never worry about money then. I still don't let nothing go to waste. Leftovers any given day. I spend about the same. It's just a lot more left over to give away. It occurred to me one show. I'm on stage where I used to be in the front row. That's like a 10 foot distance. It's not a real big difference Same guidelines as far as being the bigger man Staying away from the yellow snow I'm still Black Thought's biggest fan Just now I can call and tell him so So people ask me if my life changed Here's what I might say